The sports story everyone's talking about today is just moments away. So call or text us right now at 573-875-KTGR and make your voice heard. This is The Big Show with Andy and Brendan on KTGR. You know, what we saw last night from Mizzou men's basketball surprised me in a great way. I didn't see the 71-64 win over Pitt on the road coming from the Tigers, given some of their recent results. But what's our reaction to that win? Well, we'll talk about it coming up in just a few minutes. Andy, Brendan, producer Chris here on The Big Show, KTGR and KTGR.com. We'll also today at 525 have an early edition of Play, Fade, Eliminate. Get you set for fantasy football this week with who you should play, who you should fade from your lineup, and maybe eliminate from consideration altogether. 573-875-KTGR to text in your fantasy football questions. But first, it's 5 o'clock. It's time for the Top 5 at 5 on the Big Show. Number 1. If you want to trade away for curtain number 1, you can have curtain number 1. Not a whole lot of surprises from the college football playoff rankings released last night. Mizzou stayed put at number 9. Really, the most intriguing part of it was where was Ohio State going to fall after losing to Michigan? Turns out there were six. Not a bad place to put them. Right behind Oregon and right in front of Texas. And it sets up a big championship weekend. There could be a whole lot of chaos. What do you do with Florida State if they win with a backup quarterback? Do they still deserve to be in regardless of what else happens? I think there could be some very interesting scenarios this weekend. Can't wait to find out. We will bring you some of the championship coverage on KTGR here the Pac-12 championship on Friday night and the ACC championship on Saturday night. All right here from ESPN Radio. Number two. Number two. Your timing is impeccable. Hey, Mizzou men's basketball showed me something last night. They went on the road to Pitt and won 71-64 in the inaugural ACC-SEC Challenge. Sean East was great, 21 points, 7 of 13 shooting. But I was more impressed with the Tigers defensively. They held Pitt to 34% from the field shooting, and they out-rebounded the Panthers as well, plus three on that margin. Pitt was one of the best rebounding teams in the country coming in. Mizzou had still had their rebounding issues. It looked like a mismatch in that sense, but the Tigers held their own in big fashion. Good win for the Tigers. They're 2-0 and on the road, 6-2 and overall going into Wichita State on Sunday. Number three. There's Good news from Chiefs camp. Nick Bolton is back at practice today. He's been out since week seven with a wrist injury, but the Chiefs are opening up that 21-day window for him to possibly return from injured reserve. The early diagnosis was, or prognosis was about six weeks from the time of the injury for his recovery time. We're coming up on that point. We'll see if he uh, is able to get back on the field during these next three weeks or so. Chiefs take on the Green Bay Packers. At Lambeau on Sunday night. You can hear it on 96.7 KCMQ. Number four. Oh, Shanks. Hey, good for Barry Odom. He's the Mountain West Coach of the Year after taking UNLV to what I believe is a 6-2 and two conference record. They're going to be playing in the Mountain West Championship game against Boise State this weekend in Vegas. Odom's also getting some attention from some Power 5 jobs. Houston is a job that is kind of rumored uh, linked to Barry Odom. We'll see if he gets a little more of that interest. But a very fine first season in Vegas for him. Number five. What did the five fingers say to the face? Slap! A sad state of affairs in this version of bowl season. Brendan and I can't get the names right between cheese and Citrus. Big Show's top five at five on KTGR. 875-KTGR. If you want to call or text us. 
I mean, when we, you look at the logo for the Cheese It Citrus Bowl, as I now know it's called, <laughs> yeah, the Cheese It part is so prominent. I just didn't even realize it was part of the Citrus Bowl. I thought it was its own thing, and the Citrus Bowl was over here in the corner doing its Citrus Bowl thing. I didn't know it was the same game. So I guess I learned something today. You learn something new every day. I suppose. I suppose. <laughs> I, I said suppose because I was. This is going well. Bowls. Yeah, wow. this is well, that kind of very ranks. well. Um, good stuff. Good talking. I mean, I like I, I'm trying to find the longest name uh, in bowl season this year. Uh, well, does the Gasparilla Bowl have a sponsor? Because well, they do. Kind of a lot of uh, Union Home Mortgage Gasparilla there Bowl. That's what very, that boy very That's a strong contender. Uh, Bad boy mowers. The Radiance Technologies Independence Bowl. That's just very long oh words. It's only gosh. four words, but they're all very long words. Well, they're lengthy words. Yeah, yeah absolutely. There's the Military Bowl there. presented by GoBowling.com. All right. <laughs> yeah. I'm into that one. Uh, Bad Boy Mowers has the Bad Boy Mowers Pinstripe Bowl, if you're wondering. Producer Ooh, Chris. It's not newer anymore? So they have that. Sheesh. The Rose Bowl game presented by Prudential. It's a lot of words. Those are the strong contenders for the I, longest I'm a fan of name. I'm a fan of the Avocados from Mexico Cure Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's sponsor, a good, that's a good uh, one, too. Avocados from Mexico. Yeah. All right. Not being played in Mexico, though. It's being Is played PlayStation in PlayStation still the sponsor for the Fiesta Bowl? I assume they are. They are not. It's, oh, Ver- it's Verbo now. It's, oh. it's Ver- Verbo? Yeah. Something like that? Yeah. VRBO. Man, where where have the times gone that we can't just trust our corporate sponsors to be <laughs> Sorry, affiliated you're with not the getting Bulls a PS5 this year, Mizzou fans. That we them with. Come on, players. cheese it. You're waiving a convenience fee for a bed and breakfast. Congratulations. That's all it is. <laughs> 875-KTGR. I wanted a PlayStation. What will be the final score of the cheese it Bowl between Iowa and Ole Miss? Iowa and Ole Miss, wow. Because that's the game. I mean, that's what you're getting. I mean, it's it's, if if that's everything the only holds, bowl game, serve, yes, I am confident that I will accurately predict thirteen to seven. They're going to slap those two together. Wouldn't that be so funny? I want no. I want twelve to ten. I want the Bears over the Vikings score. I want. Oh my goodness! I want Iowa to beat Ole four Miss and in their insufferable fan base with four field goals and no touchdowns. That's what I'm looking for. I'm sure there are some nice Ole Miss fans, but the ones on social media largely suck not fans of them so it is just so funny to watch them whine and their reward for their 10 win season is going to be nothing against iowa but also some things against iowa they have to watch an iowa football game like that's their reward they have to watch a football game and be invested in a football game that involves the iowa offense and the captain himself, Brian Ferentz, I believe still calling plays for one last rodeo. What if he just opens it up, Andy? The playbook <laughs> is just... Scare it out. <laughs> I would love that. Oh, that'd be so Go funny. out, guns a-blazing, call so all the funny. flea flickers. I, I don't even care. Well, the end of rounds, the... I'm going to watch. I'm going to watch. Statues of Liberty, uh, whatever. Uh, lay it all out there, Brian it's Ferentz. It's be hysterical. Bunch sets. My Please God, what's going Bunch on out there? Bunch sets. <laughs> uh, I hope they run an, uh, a two-point conversion with like some sort of overload on the left side, you know, where there's just the snapper yeah. and the quarterback. I hope they run one of those. Make it complete Please. nonsense and ask Ole Miss what they ever did wrong to <laughs> not have as good of a no season as No tight ends. That's right. Sorry. <laughs> 
875-KTGR. Call or text us uh, with your thoughts on Mizzou men's basketball. That was a win that, hey, we didn't see coming. Uh, That was awesome, dude. We predicted double-digit losses for Mizzou yesterday. Um, And and look, I I, I was mostly impressed by the defensive effort. That's how they won this game. They they made sure that they held Pitt to one shot most of the time. Pitt had nine offensive rebounds. Now, it's kind of a number that is sort of average, but if you consider how Pitt was rebounding coming into this game, they were like the ninth-best offensive rebounding team in the country. And Mizzou mostly held them to one shot and done. I mean, after the game, they are fourth in the nation in total rebounds. And I believe in the top five in rebounding percentage as well. Yeah. So they had that. We we just didn't have very much hope for that element of the game. And I guess it took putting Connor Vanover on the scout team. But then, no, we're at, we are going to play you to fire him up a little bit. Uh, he's still struggles with those tip-ins i don't i'll never understand being seven five and you can't just tip the ball in but i guess i I gave it away with the beginning of that statement i'll never understand being seven five so maybe it's harder than it looks yeah but his rebounding was something i mean they they he he gave him a little bit of a jolt with the rebounding and he can make a dunk so they throw him the ball and I, i thought there were some nice extra passes where they just you move around that pittsburgh defense so much vanover's alone and that's two points that's guaranteed when they can draw it up that way so uh, i like that element and i love obviously the rebounding it's just not something we've seen a lot of from this team andy and we we saw them handle themselves on the on the glass yesterday i thought it was great yeah uh, just to to make that a bigger part of the game i think is something that mizzou had to do when they were building their team in the offseason to get guys to get personnel that are more apt to having those types of uh, efforts out there. And that included Caleb Grill, too. Like, Caleb Grill, uh, we haven't been all that impressed with his offensive abilities. but I, I mean, had not been, but he played pretty well yesterday. Played pretty well I'll yesterday. He did get up due. to 10 points, 4 of 8, uh, 2 made of 5 from shots. 3, yeah, and then 5 rebounds. Like, that's where he's made a lot of his impact. He's one of the better rebounding guards, I think, out there right now. And so, I mean, to, to see him put throw put forth that effort while he might be going through it a little bit with his shot. I mean, you love to see that. And I think Caleb Grill realizes what he might mean to this team in other areas and says, look, I'm going to give everything I can in some of these other spots, even though my shot might not be where it is right now. And uh, he's still valuable. So to have him kind of lead that charge a little bit, uh, keep things steady, especially when guys like, because both all three of Sean East, Noah Carter, and Nick Honor had four fouls at the end of this game. They were all dealing with it through the final five or so minutes, and Mizzou still weathered the storm from Pitt because they cut it to two points. With they something had consecutive like, yeah. three-pointers that they knocked down, and I said, I think I tweeted it, I'm like, don't melt down, Mizzou. Yeah, this I mean, is not the time to melt down. You're still ahead, and they managed not to melt down, and they got that lead back out, and... And you know, made their free throws to coast to the finish. Yeah, and look, I was impressed by that. That resilience. And and Dennis Gates called a timeout right at that point, and then right afterwards yes. had an out of timeout play that was excellent. And Quick Caleb bucket. Grill, I think, was on the was on the receiving end of it. He like slipped a screen, took a pass from the perimeter, easy layup. Right, it took maybe ten seconds, and Mizzou was back up by two possessions. Like it was 
Very well done from Dennis Gates's uh, part. He pushed all the right buttons, and I think the team themselves got some more confidence in games like this. All right, so let's talk about the other button that was pushed by Dennis Gates in this one, and maybe what we think of it. Producer Chris made the joke at the top of the show where he said, "Well, Brendan didn't get a two a.m. text from Sean East, so maybe that's why I wasn't aware of what was coming." That was not just a random reference no. like, that that had some meaning behind it. Yeah. I'll read the tweet here from Ben Arnett, who says that Dennis Gates said starting Tamar Bates and Aiden Shaw last night was Sean East's idea via a 1 a.m. text. Once Gates broke it down in his mind and liked the experience both brought, and then Bates with 12 points on 50% shooting, Shaw four points, four rebounds, and a block. But Sean East kind of felt it was important, I guess, to have those guys in the starting lineup to, to come out strong on the road and the energy that those couple of guys would bring, he thought would add something to the starting lineup, texted it to his coach, and his coach said, okay, what do you think about that? Like, that's an interesting little way for that to all break down, Andy. I mean, and the way that Dennis Gates explained it, like, yeah, he he got the idea from Sean East and listened to it and took it to heart and then went back and looked at the analytics of how that could maybe help the team going forward and agreed like it wasn't just i'm going to listen to uh, this guy's suggestion no matter what like yes i'll take it to heart but i will also go and see if this is actually backed up by the numbers turns out it was and tamar bates again with the way that he played offensively He's kind of a plus guy in that category for Mizzou going forward. Shaw it needs some help with the offense, but what he's doing on the glass and defensively is making it a really good combination at the moment. Yeah, I'm not going to say a negative word about Aiden Shaw because every time I see him on the floor, he's doing something to help him win. Like That's the way I look at him as a player, and whether his offensive game is underdeveloped or whatever, it doesn't even really bother me at all. I continue to beat the drum that I want to see him get more minutes. And I just think it's interesting that with this kind of new starting combo that Sean East concocted and Dennis Gates said, yeah, let's roll it out there. I thought this game more so than any other this season, Andy, they still used a lot of players, but the minute breakdown made a lot of sense to me more so than I, there have been times where I'm just like, I'm not sure where this, like you're getting these guys in the game, but like only in a cursory manner to where they're not really going to be able to get into a rhythm. But you saw Vanover get 20 minutes. You saw Bates get 20 minutes. You saw Anthony Robinson still have 13. He had like 22 the other day. But like those are three guys that I feel like if, if they're going to be regular parts of your rotation, Aiden Shaw getting 20 minutes, like that's what I want that to be. And you, you, you do skim a little bit off the top potentially with other guys that have been playing a ton. Carter doesn't hit 30. Uh, Nick Honor doesn't hit 30 in this game. And Nick Honor doesn't score a point, which I don't know if you could have said – Hey, Mizzou's going to beat Pitt on the road. Nick Honor's not going to have a point. I, you know, still chipped in four assists. But I just thought, and I know there was some foul trouble that maybe contributed to this, but I liked it so much better that if you've got that second wave of guys on your roster that you're going to be saying, we will rely upon you, let them play a little bit and get into a rhythm. I thought Dennis Gates did a, a great job of that yesterday. 875-KTGR, call or text us with your Mizzou men's basketball thoughts. Good win over Pitt yesterday as uh, they beat them by seven in the ACC-SEC Challenge, and Mizzou now 6-2 and two overall. And here's the thing. I think this, it, right now it's a quad one win, and I think it stays that way for almost all season. Because Pitt, they fell a, a few spots from their uh, Kempom rating. They're 53 right now, but a road 
win for it to be quad one is only like one through 75. So you've got some buffer there, even if Pitt slips even more. Yeah, we're rooting now. We're rooting now for Pitt the rest of the season to have a good quality kind of tournament resume or or borderline at minimum. Um, That's going to be nice for Mizzou. But, Andy, like I'm going to be honest, I didn't think before last night's game, based on the results we'd seen so far, that it would make much sense to really consider Missouri's season in like a tournament resume context. I just didn't think it was going to be that kind of year. Like there had been, the Memphis game really got me down. I watched the whole thing yeah. and I was like, that's not good. That outcome being in the range of outcomes is not encouraging. You lose to the best 0-5 team in the country, but they're still an 0-5 team. That was a bad loss and a result that I just couldn't really stomach didn't like the way they came out so flat against South Carolina State the next game. They obviously ended up blowing them out, but it was just enough for me. We're like, all right, what are we going to see tonight that's going to be? I was set up to be disappointed, and I'm the guy having to say, hey, Mia Culpa, I was wrong, and this team's got a little more moxie than I gave it credit for. And I think it, now granted, it's not December yet, so keep in mind the schedule coming up is going to be a gauntlet for Mizzou, but. What we saw last night gives me at least some thought that, hey, they can at least hang with that schedule a little bit more than I otherwise would have expected. Like, I was thinking, oh, man, the Kansas game at Allen Fieldhouse, that's going to be such a blowout. I'm not even looking forward to it. Then last night, Kansas almost loses to, like, Eastern Illinois or something, and Mizzou gets a nice road win. I'm not saying that's going to mean, hey, Mizzou's going to be Kansas. But I'm at least not dreading the game because I'm like, hey, this team, that's a that's its best game of the season, bar none. They played a complete 40 minutes and showed you, like, with the, the right lineup combos and the right experience and the right mindset, I think they can they can do more than I would have given them credit for a week ago when we were, like, toiling in the Jackson State thing. Well, and the Jackson State thing is certainly a huge like, red flag. You know, you don't have that type of loss and then think, oh, everything will be just fine. There are other teams that have enough buffer in their – uh, I guess preseason uh, sort of standing to where a loss like that they can maybe still stay afloat from it. But Mizzou went into this season, you would think, as a bubble team, and so when they drop from that, you're basically below you're the easy bubble. to ignore, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah you're you you're set easy them to, to the side. At that point. You drop them, you know, ten, fifteen spots in the net or whatever uh, predictive metric you're looking at, and. They have to then all of a sudden prove with wins like Pitt and maybe down the road. I mean, it, I don't see Kansas happening right now, but Seton Hall could happen. Illinois, I think, could still happen. I mean, it's Good. it's all on the table. So, and then conference play, anything can happen if you put together a uh, uh, the type of season that you did last year. Um, th- th- you can put yourself back in that mix. I don't know if Mizzou will blow out teams like they did last year in those types of games. Like they blew out Illinois and they blew out Kentucky. They don't have that the scoring to do that. They don't. They, yeah, yeah. I don't think those types of games can happen. But if you piece together here and there some some good runs against quality opponents in your conference schedule later on, you will be right in the mix, and you just never know. I, I, that's all I want to see Mizzou do at this point. Be in the mix. Well, and for me, it's not even about, like, will they or won't they make the NCAA tournament. I know that's where we started the season. Like, oh, yeah, I hope they can make it. That would be a, a successful year. Right now, I, uh, you get the pit win. That at least allows me to hope again. Like, I think the trajectory of the season and even thinking about trajectory is back on. Like, we can at least do that. I was not even in that mindset 
before the pit game because I was like, it's going to be a fruitless endeavor. The games you're supposed to lose, you probably will. And then, it, like, where does that put you? I think the caliber of team that they showed themselves to be last night is the first time that for 40 minutes we saw that all year. We saw it for, you know, 12 minutes against Memphis or whatever it was. They were up 29-15. We saw it then. But then I was like, what happens when you have to do it for 40? They, for the first time last night, were able to say, this is what happens when we do it for 40, and we can do that. That's in our range of outcomes. So give us some grace. And I think now I'm on board with that. Like, all right, I needed a data point like that to be able to put myself in a vulnerable position to say, I'm along for this ride. Um, It could be a little bumpy. I understand that. But I also think that last year's team got better as it went along, and while it may not look the exact same when it happens this time, I still think it can mirror that. Now, the upside, Andy, because of the differential in scoring, I think is going to be maybe tougher for this team. But I'm not sitting here going, oh, no, you lost to Jackson State. That's going to be the resume killer that's going to leave you on the the wrong side of the bubble. It's like, hey, just put that out of mind and keep playing more games like you did against Pitt. If you do that, you're probably going to be just fine. But what caliber of team are they over a 30-game schedule um, that's what's going to be kind of exciting to get to see. Last night at least gave me the hope back of like, okay, this isn't. I, I don't think anymore that there's a there's room for this to be like a nightmare season. But until we saw a game like last night, that was kind of where I was ready for the other shoe to drop. Last year it never dropped, and this year it dropped quickly with the Jackson State game. But they picked it back up, and I think they're I think they're ready to kind of hone into what they're going to be. Well, and if it. If it looks any similar to how last year went, I think right after they lost to Kansas, um, they went and played UCF and in a semi-away game and won on that buzzer beater. And then right. I, I think the season kind of turned on that on that end a I little bit. Completely like agree. Give I so much. Agree. You give so much confidence to the team after after that point, and I think that's what yesterday's win could potentially be. Doesn't mean you're going to be Kansas, but it does mean that you can have the type of fuel for a season that you you piece together the quality wins that you need to mask the Jackson State loss. Possible? I don't know if it actually will happen, but it it is all out there from Mizzou. They, They have every opportunity to get enough wins from this schedule to make that completely disappear. So we'll see. We'll see if they can do that. Like it, the schedule is tough in December. I like where your head's at with Seton Hall because I feel like picking up those games allows you to almost not put as much pressure about like we, oh, we have to slay the drag in Kansas or, you know, we're, we're toast. Pick up those games that are those kind of coin flip games. And last night wasn't even considered that. Like you're an underdog by seven points and you found a way to win by seven. So Continue to just stay the course, I think, would be the way to approach this basketball season, which could be difficult if December doesn't go their way. But at least now we saw, like, okay, first time of a I, – I wanted the Memphis game to be that, and then it, it was as bad as it could have been for the last, like, 30 minutes of the game. So the fact that they get the pit win and play a full game, I'm I'm feeling a lot better today about it. 875-KTGR, how do you feel after Mizzou got that win over Pitt? On the road yesterday, 573-875-5847. You can also call or text in any questions you have for your fantasy football lineup. Doing it early today. 
as we get you set for the weekend with Play, Fade, Eliminate. Brandon will answer your fantasy football questions, who to start and who to sit, all next here on The Big Show. You're listening to The Big Show Podcast on KTGR.com. It's a good win for Mizzou men's hoops. Promising win. What do you think it means? 875-KTGR. Call or text us. Mizzou defeating Pitt by seven on the road. They're 6-2 and two overall. They'll get Wichita State on Sunday. What's also interesting is that, and I forgot who pointed this out on Twitter, and I'm sorry that I'm not getting the, the name correct, but um, this is like Mizzou's final midweek game for more than a month. Like for the next oh? five weeks or so, they get nothing but weekend games. So they don't really have to worry about like midweek travel. They can just know that like, hey, we got a game this weekend. We're, we're going to play, and then just focus all week and practice. Just have a routine. That, that'll be nice, you know. Yeah, I don't mind that at all. For just having that consistency, I think is uh, is a way to be able to just have one week, one game, focus on what's coming up, and then eventually get into a rhythm with conference play where you have two per week. But, I mean, it, it's going to help stabilize things a little bit, and we'll see if Mizzou ended up doing that yesterday with their victory. 875-KTGR, if you want to give us your thoughts on the win yesterday. But we want to get to this, too, because we want to help you out with your fantasy football teams. It's time to play Fade or Eliminate. You can call it early or... Also call it late because we didn't do it last week. So, <laughs> either way, but well, no, let's do it. Let's let's do play fate eliminate for last week's. Oh, games. last week, It'll be okay, real easy. Let's hey, Louis, you say flowers. Um, yeah, I start say flowers. flowers. Yep. Uh, don't start. Um, don't don't start Will Levis. Don't start. Um, send Cooper Cup to the home. Yeah, I would probably do that. Yeah. Uh, who else yeah, had like a negative uh, this past P- week? Putting putting Cooper Cup in start sits now would be really tough. Don't give me any Cooper Cups because I won't yeah. know what the heck I'm supposed to wow. do. Uh, well, if you have a question about Cooper Cup, I suppose Brendan will have to try and answer it. You can text in 875-KTGR if you've got fantasy football questions. The question is, is it over? The answer is probably. Uh, Probably. I don't know why though. It doesn't make any sense to me. Whatever. Okay, let's <sighs> let's go through uh, play fade eliminate first for running backs. Play fade eliminate between these free, the, these free. These You're trying three. today, buddy. I really am. You're doing your best. <laughs> James Connor, Zach Charbonnet, Charbonnet, very fresh. Charbonnet, Ty J Spears. Is it Charbonnet? Is that what we're going yeah, it's with? It's Charbonnet. Tar- okay. All right. I don't think so. Yeah. <laughs> um, so James Conner has returned for the Cardinals. And how do he look in his. Maybe he's been back for a little while now. I don't know. I mean, it's just he's like he's going to catch a few. He's, he's going to catch fine. a few passes. Yeah. He's going to mix in, but nothing, nothing too exciting as for upside. But the other names you gave me, not crazy on the upside either. Uh, Cardinals at Steelers. That's not the scary matchup that it used to be. I think, Connor, if you're looking for, like, I can't afford to drop my week this week, and, you know, if I do, I might be out of the playoffs. I just need 8 or 10 for my running back. Connor could probably get you that in a PPR, and you should be okay. But if you need to swing big, I'm thinking probably one of the other two options. But Tajay Spears is still sharing with Derrick Henry, so you can really never count on him 
from week to week. You're basically hoping he finds a touchdown. So I'm honestly eliminating Spears from consideration this week. He should be on your roster, though, just because like injuries are going to happen that are going to change the outcome of fantasy football leagues. And it's always at the running back position that these things happen late in the year. Like We don't even know yet who the obvious answers are going to be. They're going to get people championships in the playoffs time because they're backups right now. It's just the way it tends to work each and every year. But don't eliminate him from your lineup, or I'm sorry, from your roster. Do eliminate Ty J. Spears this week. Um, I'm thinking Charbonnet if you really need to swing big, but he plays the Cowboys. Keep an eye on the status of Kenneth Walker. He didn't play on Thanksgiving. Cowboys play tomorrow, so you'll know pretty early in the week. If Kenneth Walker doesn't play, I'm taking a shot. I'll fire up Zach Charbonnet because I think the Seahawks know they got to do something this time. Like they, they can't let this slip away from them. A pretty fine season. Um, they were embarrassed against the 49ers. So I think the Seahawks show up tomorrow. I would play Charbonnet, and I would fade James Conner if I'm looking for upside. Okay, 875-KTGR to call or text us. Chaz texted in. I'm going to get to Chaz's second question here because it's more related to what we were talking about just now. But he asked James Conner or Joe Mixon. Ooh, um, Joe Mixon, I feel like, would be the right answer. But I wonder... I do want to kind of check on this. Like, how much has he been factoring in as a pass catcher? Only two receptions this past week with Jake Browning at quarterback. Oh, what's that matchup for the Bengals? Because that actually they is kind of are a close at question. Jackson. It's Monday night it's against Monday Jacksonville. Night. What do you think of Jake Browning, Chaz? I mean, that's the question you've really got to ask yourself. If you think Jake Browning can do better than he did against this, the uh, they play the Steelers, then maybe you're okay with Joe Mixon. But otherwise, I don't know. I'm, I'm thinking Connor is safer, and neither have great upside. So I think I would go Connor by a nose, um, especially if it's PPR. If not, it's probably Mixon. All right, this one's very open ended. Also from Chaz, his first question was: TJ Hawkinson, no game this week. Oh. He is on by. Yeah, that's tough. So tough which timing. tight end? Should you target on the waiver wire? He didn't really give any options. He just left it open ended for uh, okay. Eric Ebron. Yeah. I that, think you're about I think that'd be fantastic. 10 years too late. Is he still in the league? <laughs> I no, there's no way Eric Ebron is still in the league. Well, let me let me take a look at one of my leagues and I just tell you who's on waivers because I want to be realistic, right, Andy? We don't want to no, yeah. offer up like sure. Isaiah Likely's probably taken Ooh. up. I'm I'm seeing Chig Okonkwo on on my waiver wires. It's pretty bleak in my leagues, it seems like. I honestly think it's crazy, but I don't mind Tanner Hudson for Cincinnati like if you're real desperate and you just want three catches for you know 30 yards and get your six points and go maybe you get lucky and he catches a touchdown Tanner Hudson's not terrible um but yeah it's super bleak out there do you have any any sleeper tight like Taysom Hill's probably taken up um maybe I mean that's very tough um yeah I it's hard to say at this point I'd I'd probably Tight lean end towards is such guys. A shoot, man. Like I've Hunter Henry started so well, and he's been awful the last uh, four weeks or so in fantasy purposes. Just you need a tight end that catches touchdowns, or you're basically done for. Yeah, like you just probably not getting very many points. But I think that Tanner Hudson is going to be an exception to that. I think he'll get three or four catches because a backup quarterback is going to look for his tight end. So, again, you're probably not getting 10, but I bet Tanner Hudson will get you six or seven, and maybe that'll be enough for you in your scoring setting. I can't say for sure. 
All right, 875-KTGR. Call or text us with your fantasy football questions. Let's go to wide receiver now. Am I going to say Cooper Cup? I don't <laughs> I <hope> know. <laughs> Play Fate Eliminate between these three. Puka Nakua. Oh, man. Josh Downs. Rashi Rice. Rice has been getting getting some action lately, hasn't he? Yeah. They're here and there. They play the Packers. At the Packers. Sunday in night Lambeau. game. It's Sunday always, night. It's always fun to have a guy in prime time on your fantasy team to get to root for. This is a game we play for fun, Andy, so I don't want to completely take that out of it. Yeah. He had eight catches on ten targets. Eight against, for 107 uh, and a touchdown. That's over 20. Yeah. Puka is, is always a fine enough guy to start. But I also could see, you know, the the air kind of coming out of his sails a little bit. They they spread the ball around a lot last week with Matt Stafford to where it wasn't just you know one or two guys doing the doing the damage. And Puka, if you look three of his last four weeks, that's been brutal. I'm gonna say start Rasheed Rice over Puka Nakua. Yeah, I don't think that's wow. too crazy. Now um, we're talking. I don't. I I don't know that I feel great about it because Puka could go back to demanding a target share, but he really hasn't been that guy since Cup returned, and I I mean that was inevitable to happen. People didn't want to believe it, but he hasn't had very many of those just splash games over the past month and a half. So yeah, I'll start Rasheed Rice. I'll say uh, fade Puka Nakua, although you could still obviously play him. And I guess I'm eliminating whoever the third guy you said was, Andy. Josh Downs. Oh yeah, and Josh Downs is fine, but. He disappointed me last week, so we're not on great terms. Oh, I needed wow. a little more from him. Man. But he's a fine option if you if, if that's who you have. Don't worry about it. But I would start Rice of the three. That's crazy. But, yeah, that's what I'm doing. How about that? All right. Quarterbacks now. Play Fatal to Limit. Text in your fantasy football questions. Brandon will answer them. 573-875-KTGR. We're doing this early. We usually do this on Thursday. But since we are not here tomorrow, we're doing this today. Quarterbacks. Play Fade Eliminate. Kenny Pickett. Gardner Mitchu. Sam Howell. And there are some buys this week where you may have to you may have to answer that question. Yeah. Um I found myself in one league looking at the waiver wire. I forget who I have that's on buy, but it was it was those names that I'm looking at. Um if Sam Howell is out there, that's gonna be my guy. I just feel like Washington against uh, the Dolphins is probably going to throw it around a little bit. Like, the Dolphins are good. The Dolphins will win that game. But Washington's at home. They'll probably score some points. I don't ever want to have to start Kenny Pickett, like, ever. I will say, though, the Cardinals are a favorable enough matchup at home to do it. But I'll take Sam Howell. Um, Gardner Minshew's not even the worst idea, but it's on the road at the Titans. And what do we say about the Titans? All their games and 16-13. to 13. So yeah. maybe not very many fantasy points to be had. I think Gardner ran one in last week, but he didn't throw any touchdowns. So when you're not getting those passing touchdowns, and look, Gardner Minshew, Will Levis, those are the quarterbacks that they'll have 250 yards, but they probably won't throw a touchdown, and that stinks for fantasy. So I'm eliminating Gardner for that reason. Love you, Gardner, but not in this matchup. I'll fade Kenny Pickett, but I'll, uh, I'll play... I'll play Sam Howell against the Dolphins. I think that's a good spot. All right. Let's go with running backs for uh, this one here for now. For Play Fade Eliminate, 875-KTGR. Call or text us with your fantasy football questions. Play Fade Eliminate between these three running backs. Samaj P. Ryan. Rico Dowdle. This is disgusting. What is happening? 
Antonio Gibson. I hope this is not your lineup, Andy, that you're like actually having to make this It's choice. not. It's not. But, I mean, again, bye weeks. You might need to dip into the waiver wire. Injuries. I have a deep league where I don't have a running back. Yeah. And I had all three of those available. Um, Gibson, I don't know what his health is. And, and really, that's Brian Robinson probably territory. Dowdle's honestly the play, I think. Because they, they used him close to the goal line last week. He got himself a 15-yard receiving touchdown. And I don't know. He flashed a little bit, so they might they might decide to stick with him in Dallas uh, to, to give a little bit of the load from Tony Pollard over to Rico Dowdle. So I'll, I'll play Dowdle. It's kind of gross. I just think it, there's more upside there than P. Ryan, who PPR, if you need a floor, he would be the choice because he's got like a number of receptions among the top five and running back receptions and yards and stuff. It's kind of weird, but he is. So if he's a floor play for you, that's fine. But I'll go Dowdle as my play. P. Ryan's going to be my fade. Eliminating Gibson because I'm not sure about if he's fully back to health just yet. Yeah, I mean, I don't see an injury designation for him. So maybe it's maybe he's waiting to come back here or there. But No, I know they mixed in. Um, he's just been on the injury report at times in previous weeks, and they, they mixed in Chris Rodriguez a little bit out of Kentucky. And so the fact that I was even seeing him get any snaps offensively makes me not as enthused about Gibson. But he's another example of, like, PPR, you just need seven points. If that's all you're expecting, Gibson, go ahead. I mean, he's going to catch three, four, five passes. So he's I'll actually probably go him over uh, P. Ryan if he's healthy. Wow. And I'll go Gibson as my fade and P. Ryan as my eliminate. I'm still playing Dowdle, though. I think he's got the most upside in a two-man backfield for a team favored by, like, ten points tomorrow. Yeah, I mean, very interesting how it could could go uh, for the next few days or so. But this is a very important week. Again, the the Bills are on by, the Vikings, uh, the Ravens are on by, and we're something like two weeks away from most uh, fantasy football leagues being in playoff time. So this is crunch time all of a sudden. How are your leagues coming? Do you think you're in good shape for playoffs? Or what's I've clinched in two of them. Oh. Um, there's one where uh, if I win these next two, then I will be squarely in the mix, and I have a very high season point total, so I feel like I would win some tiebreakers and maybe back my way in. Who knows? Is this the league that we're in and I beat no. you this past week? No, to, it's not okay, that one. That, that one, I yeah, I'm, lose, I'm losing hope. That's a dynasty league. I'm thinking maybe no, it's time to. No, this is another one. This yeah. is another one. This is the one on Yahoo. Oh, are you talking about that one? Oh, I've barely even paid attention to that. <laughs> See, you're in more leagues than you realize, too. Because no, no, what I'm go, saying, no, I'm in pay five leagues. It's just, it's just five compared to Brendan. It's nothing. Um, Our league but, on Yahoo, I beat you one twenty-one to one seventeen this week, and had you won that match, I, I only beat you by four. I, I mean, it was yeah, a close it game. Was close. I am the top seed right now in that one, but you would be right on the bubble. But I think that might have. That might have. That probably that sunk you. me. I didn't. Again, I didn't even check the standings there. Um, yeah, it's not looking great. I mean, Josh I'm Allen four was and eight for you. He had forty, four but, and eight, uh, and uh, there's a couple six and six teams tied for the last spot. It's probably not happening. So sorry, buddy. No, all good. <laughs> it wouldn't be the first time you've eliminated me from the playoffs, and probably won't be the last. So I'm not. Gonna... I think I'm. I think I'm tracking for the playoffs in most of my leagues, but I. I don't allow myself to get into that mindset of like what do what do I need 
until the final week of the regular season, and then I'll lock in and go. Can it happen in this league, or am I am I is I, am I too far gone? And we'll kind of that'll be a next week conversation okay. that I have with myself. So look forward to that. Oh, I'm, I'm sure everyone is looking forward to that. Uh, Maybe I'll do it on the air. <laughs> just talk about. All right, now Brendan, we got to buckle down here. I'm surprised that'll you don't do it creepy. in these segments. Sometimes you know. Sometimes. 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 Eight seven five K T G R. You can keep texting in your fantasy football questions. By the way, we'll get to them uh, later on. And up next, we'll get to some more of your calls and texts about you know, playoff scenarios. How much chaos do you want to see this weekend? It's all after this live local sports center. You're listening to the Big Show Podcast on KTGR.com. Hey, keep getting your fantasy football questions in to us at 875-KTGR. The music is making you talk faster. Like, Is that really I it? Could, I, could, I could feel it happening. You were like, it's if I catch you uh, What just happened? What is that? I mean. I feel like I'm in like a robot film or something. We just fast forwarded 10 years. That music was very do-do-do-do-do. It's uh, <laughs> what was McCartney. it? What was it again? It's uh, Temporary was, Secretary. Yeah, everybody knows that one. Do do do. You want me to say that one again? Yes. Yeah. So the music, basically, what it was playing on the way back in from the break was like, do 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 do. You know, it kind of sounded like that a little bit. This guy doesn't like the ear. Beatles. That's crazy. The untrained ear. Let's just say that wasn't on my Spotify Wrapped 2023. Oh, is that right? No, oh, no it was on your playlist. It was on yours. That one did not make it. I think. I think you could probably guess with enough with enough thought, but it was. There's basically two bands that I listened to over yeah. and over. Uh, so yeah. the zoo band, and it was the Tiger Fight song. No, no, although our buddy Zach did post that Mr. Brightside was one of his most listened to songs. And I, I said, that, that's probably fair. He may have messaged me that. If he didn't post it, then I guess people know now. But I think I, nobody would question the reason for that. So, uh, But no, it wasn't, wasn't Mizzou-related. It's not particularly interesting. But I saw a lot of folks on social media putting that, putting their Spotify lists out. I kind of like that they do that, tell you what you listened to this year and uh, how much time you spent doing it. That's the other part. It's something that I honestly have not really, uh, my Spotify raps have not really been all that consistent. I just have, because I, I don't really listen to much of of music uh, on my own as much as I did, you know, because things get What does way. that mean, as much as I did? No, like I, I just, uh, again, like the, I don't know. First of all, what my wife and I got a shared account, so like what what I listen to, she listens to also. So it's not. Just I one was going to say it is mine and my wife as well, and they yeah. kept bugging me for a while and said upgrade to the because they can tell that you're like two people using one account on different devices, right. and they're like you can have your own. I'm like, but I don't want to pay for no. it. So no, thank so I you. basically always click dismiss on that. I was like, are you threatening to take this away from me, or are you just trying to get more money from me? Let's let this play out. I'm actually really disappointed in something. I thought that one of my biggest Spotify, like what would dominate my playlist, would have been the uh, the the baby music playlist, basically. Yeah. That, oh, sure. The, that my son listens to going to sleep because yeah. we just have a playlist. But I, it's on right an noise. old cell phone. It's on an old cell phone. We got a noise machine, and then we just have like lullabies. I couldn't think of the word lullaby, but it's yeah. like. Piano music, quiet lullaby stuff that plays, and it's a Spotify playlist that I use. I wanted to see just how many minutes it would tell me from the year. The problem is it didn't register because it's always we turn it on offline mode, so there's no so like commercial. There's no like, yeah. and there's no like 
I, I'm I'm off the grid with that phone. If I yep. connect it to Wi-Fi, suddenly it's getting my Facebook and my Twitter notifications if I'm logged in. So basically, none of that counted. But I kind of thought it would have been funny to see, like, you listen to 10 million minutes of lullabies for sleep time or whatever it's called. So that I didn't get to have that today, but you know, otherwise it was no surprises on the on the Spotify list. But yeah. you're just not listening to music anymore. Well, mostly podcasts. It's it, it would be oh, all okay. podcasts. That'd be what it is. That's what my wife and I do. But uh, anyway, eight seven five KTGR. I'm glad we got into this. I mean, no, I, was, I'm glad I was to, important. I'm glad we did too. Uh, real, I mostly <laughs> just listen to music in the Big Show podcast. Those <laughs> right, are the, the same. That's the all same I hear. Uh, Brad here on the KTGR hotline. Brad, got him a minute. What's up? Okay, guys. Listen, I'll make this quick. Honey, I got home, and my honey said, you got to go get groceries. I get in the car, and I turn on the radio, and all I hear is a do-do-do. And I was like, what? And then I hear, it was right. And you got to get that recorded because that needs to be played a million times because your your replay was a lot more upbeat. It was like, oh, yeah, oh, this is what you're talking about, the do-do-do-do. No. No, no, no. The first one was a doo-doo-doo. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. Well, I hope we never find that tape. We can we can scrub that. And I think when you all give the good, the bad, the ugly, it should be the good, the bad, the doo-doo-doo. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know I sounded so forlorn when I, I mean, said that. that's kind I of, that's uh, the first time, yes. Appreciate the call, Brad, here on the big show, KTGR. Like, I, I, <laughs> I was just doing it to make you say it again. Um, I and I guess I had more pep in my step yeah. the second time. It's like Dennis Gates texted me the lineup combo, or Sean East, I guess, would have been the one to, <laughs> right, to yeah. text it, and yeah. I was into it. You know, I was all about it. That's how it works, I guess, well, on there the you show. Go. I'll uh, call that a radio show yeah, right that's, there, boys. Uh, that's some, that's some <laughs> kind of show. We did it! Yeah! It's over. Uh, tomorrow, we will not be here. Uh, you can hear Mizzou women's basketball instead, though. They have their own ACC-SEC challenge game tomorrow at Virginia. So you'll want to tune in for that at 345. I thought you were going to say that show was so bad they suspended us for a day. <laughs> That's also that possible. It. You can think that. But we'll be back Friday from 4 to 6. He's Brendan. He's producer Chris. I'm Andy. We're done for now.